0: Hey, welcome to the Successfully Unemployed show. My name's Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J O B, that just over broke job, by investing in real estate, by having businesses by having passive income in every single way possible. And there are so many different platforms out there that you can actually use social media or anything like that that you can use to help you in your quest to quit that J-O-B. And today I have an awesome expert on the show who's going to show us how he became successfully unemployed as well as how we can and utilize things like Quora or a Medium or other things that we normally don't think of. We normally think of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and things like that. But there are so many ways out there that we can use to quit our J-O-B. And today I have on the show John Brosio, an expert in these new, I wouldn't say new, but they've been around for a while, but things that we don't really think about. So John, Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, Dustin. Thanks for having me. Matt, John, so I really appreciate the idea of utilizing more than just, let's say, Facebook ads because you get so many people say, oh, just use Facebook ads and that's going to be the best way to go. Well, ads cost a lot of money. In fact, I literally lost, I want to say $20,000 doing Facebook ads and it was probably a lot of different reasons, but it just didn't work for me. Now, I'm really glad to bring you on because of seeing how you've actually become successful at that point. Now, tell us, How have you been able to quit that J-O-B so that you can provide for yourself and your family without working for somebody else?
1: Yeah, so you touched on it a little bit. I consider myself by trade a writer. And the way that I write is by publishing my work on both Medium and Quora. They're two different websites entirely, and they serve similar purposes. Um, They also deviate a little bit. But what I'm allowed or able to do is produce content, which I'm an expert in. And that kind of grew as a result of just learning new things with actually writing. And I have access to hundreds of millions of eyes for free with these platforms. And it's just been an unbelievable gift, an unbelievable tool. And one of them, and we'll get into it in a little bit, but one of them actually just pays you straight up to write on it. And so that's how I started making money and it kind of grew from there.
0: That's fantastic. Now i am just, there's so many questions go through my brain right now, but we'll jump into those questions in just a minute. Like think of like, like YouTube, you get paid to create videos. And so mm-hmm. this is awesome that you could actually do some writing as well and get paid. So what were you doing before getting into the writing, considering yourself a writer. I mean, were you working a regular job and then taking that leap into becoming successful employed? How did that work out with you?
1: I um, was working a regular job and a lot of this happened by mistake, for lack of a better phrase. I was, um, this was a while ago, but I was in my early 20s and I was working for a company that was kind of just post startup. It was really cool. We had um, about 60 employees. You really felt like you're kind of value was being taken seriously. It was considered your viewpoints. I was making great money. I was in a sales position. And we were purchased by outside investors. And everything became regimented. Everything became uh, you have to follow these metrics. You have to do these amount of calls. Seems like it always happens. It always is that way. And just you probably understand Dustin, being or having that entrepreneur mindset feeling regimented and feeling like you're boxed in doesn't go well for us. And so while I and my team was still generating personal income and revenue for the company um, near the top of my team, I wasn't doing it the way it was supposed to be done. So uh, to make a little bit longer of a story short, I was brought into my boss's office and said, hey, you have to do it our way or essentially the highway. Um, They gave me a 30-day plan to kind of get me back on course. I remember looking over the plan and I said, listen, I can't sign this. They said, why not? I said, well, in 31 days, we're going to have this same conversation. So that was my exit from the corporate world. And I entered, I needed to find a, another job really quickly. So I got into fine dining. I was able to kind of control my destiny with the table, with my section, with understanding the food. With I learned a lot about person-to-person sales, especially selling like higher ticket wine So I did that a couple of years and then a restaurant I was working at burned to the ground. I kind of just was running into a lot of unlucky instances from there. The next morning I woke up and I said, you know what, if I can work at a place where I I was unhealthy at that time, I was smoking cigarettes. I was doing, I was staying out late. I was, so if I can lose a job where I'm not fulfilled internally, and I'm kind of just going through the motions literally overnight, Let me try to do something that I actually enjoy. And for many years, I was doing improv comedy. I was writing. So the next morning, I decided I'm going to write for 30 days. And I did that. I actually wrote for way longer than 30 days. Um, I bought a Wix website, which was then a Squarespace, which is now a WordPress. But um, I just wrote what was on my mind. One thing led me to another. And these kind of avenues open up where you see new things. And I was introduced to Quora and we'll get into Quora, but it's a question answer based platform. From Quora I was introduced into Medium. Within the span of finding those platforms, three months I generated over a million views of my content. Over the next handful of years, I'm over five million views now. Um, And it really just blossomed kind of serendipitously.
0: That's, I love the idea that you can, what you took yourself through where I said, you know what, I could be putting my, all my effort into somebody else's business and it could literally just fail. And why don't I do that on my own? So I think that's brilliant. And it's, it's interesting to have some sort of catalyst like that where you know a, a store or a restaurant actually just burns the ground or a company comes in, buys out the company and says, you're no longer employed here or you have 30 days to change. So my brother, he was actually qu- thinking about quitting. He started doing a poker teaching website podcasts and everything, and he's like, you know, eventually I want to quit my job and focus solely on that. Well, like six months later, the corporation that owned it was sold to another huge corporation the day that whole escrow went through the, I guess, corporate firing guy walked in the office, like, you know, 901, the transaction went through, 902, the guy walks in the door, everybody, you're fired. And so my brother's like, oh my goodness, I gotta make something happen. And just like you, he did the exact same thing. He was like, I gotta make this work. And so I'm really, really interested to hear how you could actually write and write answers to questions and actually make money. And the thought of generating that much that many eyeballs looking at your content, even if let's say ten percent of the people, or let's say even one percent of the people that are reading all that. So if you have five million viewers, one percent of that, what does that count up to? Like fifty thousand people that are actually looking and really engaging your stuff, saying I really like the way this guy writes and all that sort of stuff. That's just one percent. And so I'm really, really engaged. Now, how? Okay, let's setting aside the writing aspect. Um, because that's going to be a whole nother ball of wax. That's like, there's so much, like, what do you write on all that stuff, which we'll talk about. Talk to us about what Quora and Medium are. And you said one of them pays you actually for writing. So tell us about each one of those so we could dive into those.
1: Yeah. So I think it's probably better to talk about Quora first because that, especially as a beginner writer, sets you up so you can be successful on Medium, which is the platform that actually pays you. So Quora is kind of a truncated word, Q-U for question, O-R or A answer. So it's essentially like what Yahoo Answers should have been, but you go to Yahoo Answers and it's a bunch of Yuhas kind of just trolling. So Quora is a platform with 300 million unique uh, monthly users who are asking questions. And what the platform is really looking for are questions that you can't find by Googling. So they don't care about what is two plus two. That is something that's concrete, we can find easily. They want to know things like, um, how was it when you got fired from your job, your corporate job? And you can have a bunch of people kind of listing off their experience of doing that. And so I was in this place where things were pretty vulnerable. I had just lost my job. I was on unemployment at the time. I was in my early 20s. and. I was feeling a lot of vulnerability, and I wanted to share that with the world. I've also been for years obsessed with personal growth and self-improvement. And so I was seeing these questions that were kind of aligning with that, or asking those questions. And I was giving my expertise in writing it. And the first one I wrote, I, I had a Wix or a Squarespace website at the time, and I remember I would write an article, I would publish it. And maybe like I was using um, Instagram for my marketing efforts, marketing. And maybe my mom would like the post. A um, couple of like old friends from high school would like the post. And I'd get 13 views on my article. <laughs> Loading Quora, my first ever article got 800, which for me, that was, that was insane. Like it, it blew the doors wide open. Little would I know what really that platform is capable of. But, um, so I'm going through the 30 days and I keep posting. And then I start to notice patterns of, I like to call them fishing pools. You know, you can buy yourself a boat, go out into the Mm -hmm. middle of the ocean and hope to find fish, or you can get like a yacht with dynamite, go to the Mediterranean, know where all the, the Mediterranean sea bass are and just fish literally with dynamite. And there's ways to kind of navigate Quora so you can reach a larger audience. One of the biggest tools I find with that platform is when you see an article, say you structure your headline correctly, you structure the content, you offer takeaways for the reader, and you get 100,000 views. You know in real time, okay, this worked. An audience is looking for this type of content. So once you kind of master that, at least through my own personal experience, that's when I moved over to Medium, which is a platform that was created by one of the founding members of Twitter. His name is Evan Williams in 2012, I believe. They see a little bit less. They see about $100 million to 200000000 million. They're a proprietary company, so they don't release that stuff. Um, and they allow you to post articles, and you get royalties as a result of it. So there's a partnership platform where you pay $50 a year, and it's pretty much redistributing all of that money from millions of people um, through read time. So when you can hone your craft on Quora, answering questions, you can go then to Medium and say, I'm skilled as a writer. And it kind of uh, goes crazy from there. Like I've gotten, without even looking for clients, I've gotten freelance clients. It's another way I make money. Um, I've gotten into pretty elite writing groups via Slack and other um, different arenas. But um, really, the, the possibilities are endless. And uh, again, I've, I've gone from absolutely nothing to millions and millions of views.
0: And I think from what I've seen from your website, you've also been picked up by like Forbes or other big websites, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you have with these platforms really medium, and I stress to my entire community um, that I coach and that I help with courses, I stress don't even though the appeal is there, to just go straight into Medium and start making money because I know how even $350 can be to someone that's their car payment or that's you know groceries for the entire family for a month. I know how important that is, but if you're not a skilled content writer, you're gonna go in there, you're gonna see that your content isn't really sticking or picking up traction. And that's not necessarily your fault, that's because there's a certain way of writing online content. There's statistics out there by HubSpot that More than half the readers of online content read an article for average of 13 seconds. So online, people don't read. They skim. You have to structure it appropriately, um, and you get that practice by going on Quora, seeing what an audience is actually looking for in real time, structuring your articles that way. And um, yeah, and then you have, when you move over to Medium, you have your portfolio already there. And that's how I've gotten these freelance clients. That's how I've gotten into major publications, is they see, oh. This guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to write. We can use this.
0: That's great. And what I'm thinking of is I I like the thought that you said when most people get to a a site and they're going to be reading an article... I kid you not. Like on my articles, I spend a lot of time writing my articles for my my websites, and I spend a lot of money getting everything all done right. I have editors and all that sort of stuff, and it's a, kind of sad that they like the most somebody spends on an article is maybe a minute, or it's usually less than a minute. When I'm like, I put so much effort into that. It's a little different with like a podcast. People listen to podcasts for a long duration. They watch YouTube videos, usually maybe two to five minutes, so it gets less and less. But articles is, and that's one little thing that was sticking to my brain was like, when I write an article and they don't stay on my content very long, how does that translate into People grabbing onto you. Cause you know, once somebody listens to a podcast, they're like, okay, I like this podcast, I'm gonna keep listening to it. Or YouTube, I'm gonna subscribe and I'm gonna keep watching those videos. How does that play in with let's say core and medium? So
1: they, like typical other social media platforms, have follower counts. I see that as almost a vanity metric that you really shouldn't focus on because I have students right now who have maybe 35 followers and they're getting in major publications on the platform. Um, So that really doesn't matter. But the way to continue the conversation, some of the um, kind of online business uh, sages that I follow, uh, Russell Brunson, really Ryan Holiday, if you know him before, I still follow him with his stoic kind of world, but really um, him as a marketer, uh, Seth Godin, and kind of treating it as this is just your kind of preview, right in these articles online, because the eyeballs are going there regardless. So the way you continue the conversation is leveraging that content into um, uh, communication, maybe on your newsletter, communication on your membership, if you have that. So that way you can actually steer where these individuals are going so they can benefit positively from the expertise that you have, whether that's in food and nutrition, whether that's in fitness. My side is really marketing, um, whether that's self-improvement. I know people that have 100 million views a month, and they're writing about self-improvement. People's lives are really changing. So yeah, people might read, and you can see on Medium, actually, maybe someone reads, and on average, I have 100,000 views, and on average, they're reading two minutes. But I know my article is 5,000 words long, which is like 15 minutes. I'm able to take the individuals who actually do want to progress in their lives in a specific niche um, along for that journey by leveraging them with a newsletter or something like that.
0: I think it's a great idea, and I know that with people that are going onto these mediums, Medium and Quora, and these ways to actually attract people, there are a lot of questions that are coming into my brain. Like number one, if somebody is a like I teach people how to invest in real estate. And I have uh, courses, I have membership and everything like that. And I'm already working really, really hard to create content for my website. So that Google, you know, the SEO algorithm finds people and sends them to my site. So they go there. Um, Can you repurpose content that's already on your site? Like, let's say somebody asks a question like, hey, I already wrote an article. Can I copy and paste it onto Quora and Medium? Or is that not, is that frowned upon? So you're
1: actually uh, kind of hitting on a lot of the strategy that I go over with a lot of the people that I mentor. Medium already does rank pretty high in SEO and that's how a lot of people are introduced to it. I know a a fellow writer who was working at his full-time job and just last week he put in his notice to um, leave that job and go full-time with Medium, but he was introduced to it in a consulting gig where he had to do a lot of research and Medium was coming up. But you can, what I encourage individuals to do is write your content on Quora. And if you're seeing, okay, this one had 25,000 views, you know that an audience is gravitating towards it. You don't have to figure out exactly why. You don't have to figure out every single word in the headline. You don't have to figure out if the first paragraph is SEO friendly, but you transfer that over to Medium. Medium has its own algorithmic rules that it can still populate the entire platform reach one of the trending articles and go super viral with another hundred thousand on top of that. Because the way I see it is that people are looking for your content. They're looking on these platforms regardless. They're not like with 300 million people on Quora, you don't really need to worry about the average Joe who's doing a Google search of how can I, um, maybe save my marriage. If we're using kind of like a blown up example here, they're already going to be on the platform. There's thousands and thousands of thousands of content. That's already helping people do that. And so I don't waste any time. I I was joking with my girlfriend the other day that all throughout my academic career, I was always like a B minus student. I always did enough. Like I would pay attention in class, but to actually learn like the really, really hard stuff. And for me, like you said, um, paid advertising, digital advertising. I've lost some money too. SEO just to me is a kind of entity that confuses me even when I read the first paragraph of someone trying to help me out with it. So let's go the B- minus route. Use these platforms that are already there that are helping you and not worry about all the complicated stuff.
0: I think it's a good idea. And I'm thinking of Um, If I'm gonna be building my, continue to build my brand and I want people to find me, I really personally like the freeways or the ways that you could potentially get paid for. Like if you're creating YouTube videos, and you put them on YouTube, You eventually, if you get enough subscribers, enough views, you can start getting paid. I mean, there are some people who are making lots and lots of money there. But then also, people see you as the expert. So that's a free way. Another one is having a podcast. You can have your own podcast, and you get seen as the expert because you're putting it out, and it's not costing you money. It's not like Facebook ads or that's just really drawing out money. But it's a way to reach people, and if you're doing it organically, like Quora or Medium, it sounds like people are just finding you just because those products or the the platforms in themselves have the ways for people to find you. They know, hey, this guy's, or maybe this content, this piece of content is actually doing well. Let's send more people to it. So I really, really like that idea. Now, if we were to think, or let me ask you a question. Can I actually start, like if I wanna do, I really hate my job, I wanna quit right now and start writing. Is that a bad idea? Should we start, like, I think you touched on it, honing your craft, start getting better and better at writing. Um, what do you think that, I will not say timeline, but like, what would you suggest if somebody says, you know what, I really like to write, and I think I'm pretty decent. What do you think they should do? Like, what are the steps that they should say, I'm, I want to quit my job, and I want to be, I want to do exactly what John does. What's the first thing, second thing, and third thing that we need to do to get there?
1: So a kind of mantra that I like to live by and promote is, First off, the side hustle is going to be your way to freedom. Speaking through my own experience, use the side hustle first. I understand and I like to believe that there is an epidemic of people working jobs that they don't feel like they're fulfilling. For bosses, they maybe don't necessarily respect earning wages that they don't feel like they're deserving of. And you have to kind of delay gratification now, work at your side hustle, so then you can exit with a safety net and with the confidence that you're going to be okay. To give you a little bit of my own story, I was working in fine dining and it's a very demanding uh, profession, especially if you're working at a high level and you have to understand a lot of, you you take your work home with you because menus change daily and, and new wine. So I was writing minimum two articles a day two 1,000 word articles a day, which now isn't that much because I write way more in-depth stuff. But um, And it would take me about an hour and a half with research to write a one to 2,000 word article a day. I did the math in one of my articles talking about how much writing I've done. In a calendar year, I was at like a half a million words. It was something crazy. And I think the first thing, the first kind of mindset shift an individual is going to want to do if they want to live this life is to treat your side hustle like it's your main hustle, like it's your full-time job. Kind of make a shift. If you're working nine to five, that's really from 5.30 when you kind of can disconnect from everything until 7.30 maybe before you eat, you're researching everything for your article. You eat with your significant other, you eat with your family for an hour. Afterwards, you're going until 11 o'clock at night writing this article. After that, you're pitching it to a publication, maybe on Medium, if you're already at that step. And you are treating this like there's no other option because I can stay at this comfortable nine to five for the
0: next 25 years. But where am I going to be? You said it really, really well. And I want to make sure everybody understands this, that when you are a couple of things, having a side hustle is so awesome. It's so great to build that business rather than Taking the leap. I personally, I had four kids. And so I could not my wife and four kids would not like it. Or we wouldn't be able to live in a house or have food to eat if I just cut off all the income. So I worked as a side hustle. But in my mind, this is the second part, everybody needs to really remember and stick in their brain is that you are working hard at this side hustle. But this is what I did. I went took one step even further. I said, I have I am actually a full time investor. Even though I had a full-time job, I consider that personally my side job. Even though 100% of my money came from that job, I said, I am now a 100% investor and I get paid on my value that I bring. So I worked my tail off as an investor to buy property after property, renting them out, making sure that the the business runs itself and I make passive income. But I still had my full-time job, but my mindset shift where I was now telling myself, I am an investor with a part-time job, even though 100% of my money came from the part-time job. But it's making that shift where you say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna do something and go that direction, just like John said, and build it up as a side hustle. And then you are working as hard as you can to build that side hustle up to where you can eventually quit that job. So I just wanna make sure everybody really heard that because that is so, so vital. Do you have anything to add before you jump into part two? I guess
1: even to not paint it as the most rosy picture in the world, even when you do kind of embark on the full entrepreneurial route, like it doesn't turn into just dandelions and uh, unicorns. Like there's still the challenges, sometimes greater, sometimes not so much, um, that you have kind of figuring this whole thing out, but it's investing for six months. I think some people can do it. More likely, it'll be a little bit longer than that um, because you got to kind of warm up the algorithm. You got to have a portfolio together. You've got to have a lot of things, but um, you put in the time now, and you you have those sleepless nights and you have those obsessive moments where even, you know, when we start going back to the office, uh, you're in the office and you skip your lunch just so you can get on Quora and, and take ten questions that you're going to answer. You do that now, so it can pay off. In the end. I think it's it's absolutely crucial to the success long term if you do want to venture into this world.
0: So what's part two or step two that you have?
1: I think step two is to go to tribe take a look at all the resources that I have so you can actually um gear your content in a strategic way. Again, I highlighted it maybe 20 or so minutes ago, but there's a way to write online. There's a way to grab the attention so individuals, readers actually click on your articles. There's a way to take someone who might only be reading for one minute, but continue the conversation later on and leverage that into an email list. I have a student right now who's been with the program about a month and has grown his email list to 1,900 people. His name's Matt. And at first glance, you might not think 1,900 is a lot because we have these stories on maybe Instagram, these online gurus that have a hundred thousand and a quarter of a million, but you can really impact individuals' lives with your expertise. And you can turn that into a viable business, even with one email subscriber, like that's the biggest hurdle. And once you can kind of snowball that, I mean, it, the
0: possibilities are endless of what you can do with the products you can sell, the coaching you can provide and I completely agree with that, and like with my email newsletter list, I know a lot of people they have you know hundreds of thousands of people on a newsletter, but I literally keep um, if somebody hasn't opened my email for like a year at, at at minimum a year, if not six months, it's like well I need to go ahead and prune them out. Um, I, we can always get more, and so that was my thought was I wanted a, my I want my people who are on my newsletter to actually open them up, and so it doesn't matter if you have nineteen hundred or a, a hundred thousand. If only you know, let's say a thousand are opening up from nineteen hundred. That's that's fifty percent. When a lot of people that have really really big newsletters, they would maybe getting like a five or ten percent open rate. That's really really not that good. So mm-hmm. if you can grab people and actually have them in there, that was one big question I had was, in Quora or Medium, is there a way that you can get them into your newsletter? I'll give you an example. So on all my podcasts, on my YouTube channel, everything. I say, hey, come get your free real estate investing course. I will literally give it to you for free. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And I will give that course to you for free. And that gets people to get my free course so they can start learning and change their life with learning. But I also get their newsletter or get them in my newsletter so I can keep sending them great content, great videos. I put out new articles. Is there a way or is that like a no-no? to actually say, Hey, come get my free, uh, get my newsletter, get my free course. Can you actually do that in both those, those, um, uh, platforms?
1: 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's a lot of the value. Now there's ways to do it. There's ways that will increase your conversion. I have a page right now that's con- converting at almost 50%. So one out of every two uh-huh. person. Yeah. Um, so there's like copy that you can do and offering a specific, um, Value proposition. There's also it, it becomes a little bit so Quora. There's limits in terms of the amount of content that you can actually put with an opt-in. So you got to be careful about that. But I help individuals uh, learn and understand that. Qu- or Medium's a little bit different in the sense that Medium has, and this is kind of the biggest vehicle for distribution. Medium has what are called publications. And there are two different types of publications. There are in-house. Those are publications that are owned by medium. And it's really, if you pitch us an article, we accept it. We'll pay you. Let's say it's $500 per article. I don't focus on that at all. Because again, similar to what I talked about, I don't like feeling constrained. I like writing and talking about what I want to talk about. Um, I'm sure you're the same way. So then there's partnership publications. And what those are are publications that were started by individuals like you and me perhaps that wanted to share the world of uh there's programming partnership publications so developers javascript writers i'm not a programmer so maybe i'm speaking uh you know out of my element here but and they'll take in uh, articles from individuals who are programmers who understand how to do crazy things build crazy products they have the discretion of saying Yes, we allow opt-ins or no, we don't. So you have to kind of be, or you have to do your research of who you're uh, pitching to, to see if that's a no-no or if it's completely fine. I work with both types of publications. There's some that I do. I have great relationships with the editors. Um, I'm part of the community where they don't, but I still see it as value to get this type of content out to my audience. So I'll use them. I know their distribution means we'll get it to the people looking for it. There's other ones that are like, yeah, go for it. Like we want you to grow as much as you can. So it kind of depends on who you're working with. But all in all, you do have the ability on these platforms to Um, kind of add calls to action or opt-ins, those kinds of things.
0: Awesome. Now, is there, I have other questions, but is there another step? We went step one and step two. Is there any other steps or is that like a good direction that we should get going on?
1: I would say that's primarily the direction you want to take. Again, a lot of it. And I think it even like, like you talked about it, like it could be YouTube, it could be podcasting, it could be online content writing. But the biggest thing for me of what I learned is like, I have to take away my time from writing to go to the restaurant, you know, when I was doing that a couple of years ago, like that's, I'm, I'm taking a a loan out for myself, even though there was a time where that was making way more money than what I'm doing now. Um, And then using the resources available, you, I have resources. There's other people that have resources in their own way, but ask and look for help. Don't be afraid to reach out to individuals who have done what you want to do and use them as a mentor. That was something that I had to learn. Um, now, finally being in my 30s, that like I'm way more trying that out. I'm just at looking stupid, asking the question so I can accelerate my own growth. Um, don't be afraid of that. So
0: that's, that's a great point. Um, so I had a thought that I wanted to start utilizing YouTube because I, I love podcasting. I listen to podcasts. And so it was somewhat easy easier for me to do a podcast because I knew what I wanted. I was a consumer of that content, so I knew what I want to do. YouTube, I never use. I, uh, how to change a spark plug. I would look that up and just watch the video and then go away. I was not a consumer of YouTube. And as I was realizing I want to do YouTube, I needed to make myself be a consumer of YouTube, because I need to know exactly what works for YouTubers. So as far as content wise, how to display the content, how to what what to say, what not to say, what to show, what not to show. So I needed to actually consume YouTube so I can learn the platform and see what other people who watch YouTube, what they like and what they don't like before I actually started creating videos. At least that's something that I did. Would you say that might be a good idea for Quora and Medium to actually consume it to see what it's like before you really jump into it?
1: Yeah, 100%. I'd say for two reasons. The first one being the reason that you just talked about of actually understanding what works, what strategies are out there. Follow someone who has tens of thousands of followers because they're obviously doing something right. It's what I think about with, now I don't do a lot of digital advertising, but when I see digital advertisements for one month, two months, three months, for me, it gives me credibility towards them because I'm thinking. Online digital advertising can get expensive very quick. And if they've been doing this for three months, that's a lot of money. What they're doing is yielding success, perhaps both to their clients and to themselves. And I think about that with Medium especially. I've been on the platform since 2017. And there's a lot of waves of these people that come into the platform. And they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And they think they're going to like strike their pot of gold. And after 20 days, 30 days, 45 days, they're nowhere to be seen anymore. And I think there's a lot of variables that go into that. I think they didn't listen to me and go to Quora first to hone their craft, but they also thought that just because I have these great ideas means that it's going to resonate with an audience. Like you just touched upon it, Dustin, saying, I go to YouTube because I want to know how to change a spark plug you're looking for a problem to be solved, right? That's why I think people listen to this podcast is they're looking for stories of people who solved the problem that are now successfully unemployed. The same goes when you're writing content, producing podcast content, is we're solving a problem. But people go on there and say, I have all these amazing ideas, I'm such a special person. And it fizzles out really quickly because you're making the content about you rather than making it about the audience and their needs and wants. And I think that is something that you can get when you're a user and a studier of platforms, like you said, YouTube, Medium, Quora, whatever you're trying to get into is understand it's more about the audience and what are the top people doing that's working, follow them and and you'll find the path.
0: That's that's a great idea. And one thing that does, come to me as somewhat of a, and I want you, definitely want you to explain if you think I'm hitting the nail on the head or if I'm off. So I personally want to own all of my platforms. I don't want to build my whole entire business off of Facebook or my own time business off of YouTube or let's say Medium or Quora, because if that platform deems you for whatever reason, hey, we don't like you and we're going to take you off then your entire business is shut down. So that's why I love owning my websites. I own my videos, I own my uh, uh, membership, my courses, like literally everything is my own platform. And hitching your wagon to, let's say Medium or Quora or YouTube or Facebook, where you have, let's say you have a Facebook group, we have millions of people in there, they love you, but then Facebook all of a sudden, like they close down your account for whatever reason, then you're literally done. So what are your thoughts about that? And how do we mitigate that problem if we are successfully unemployed and we want to make sure we have money keep coming in.
1: So I wish, first off, we're on the same wavelength. I wish that I could have gotten that recorded back in December and shared it to a bunch of uh, kind of counterparts that I know in the medium community, because I have been talking about it for a while now that I have this sense of paranoia with platforms. And that they can just flip a switch, something changes, and now for lack of a better phrase, you're SOL. And this happened, now things are still great, but it, it did change back in December. And I know a lot of people that their identity, their, their kind of entrepreneurial identity was, I'm a medium writer. And one thing changed overnight, and people saw distribution get lowered, people saw the royalties kind of change, and now people are legitimately scared, and I understand why. And that's why I've always been kind of encouraging and instructing the people in my community, like this is just a tool. This isn't everything, because who knows in 10 years, like if you really want to be an entrepreneur and you want to do it for decades and you want to provide for your family, these are tools. Your business is what you own. It's your proprietary products, whether that be courses, coaching, membership. You like, there's a lot of people even, and I make some income through it, but of affiliate marketing, that's their bread and butter. And what happens if something changes with that company? they get bought by someone else and the affiliate program is gone. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And so I've I agree happen. with, yeah. yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's why I own my own website. I own my own products that it make up 80 to 90% of all of my earnings. And I can control the distribution of that through the email list. Now, the one thing I'm running into, if we were really kind of go down the rabbit hole is my email list is hosted via a third party to which... I pay them more than enough money. I don't think they'd ever want to shut me down, <laughs> but um, there is still that possibility that maybe I can get a development team to, to do my own thing. But I 100% agree with you that you should own everything that you do and only use these platforms as tools not the actual business.
0: One quick last question, because then we'll jump in the rapid fire round. Should you copy or keep a separate copy of all your content that you write on there? Should you create files and store them on your computer or, or like Google Drive or whatever, Mike? Should you keep all that content separate? And don't just rely on the articles actually being there because this is what I do for YouTube. I literally have a, a, a couple of different hard drives of all of my YouTubes and it's now uploaded to Google Drive that I actually you know control rather than YouTube because if YouTube closes down my account then I don't have those videos anymore so I want to make sure I still have all those w- videos I worked really really hard on creating
1: Oh 100% I just this morning was talking to an individual again I, I have a network of a lot of very influential people um, on a lot of platforms and an individual who had, Um, Just follower count. And again, I like to stress that it's sort of a vanity metric His follower counts, especially in this realm, but had 200,000 people following him on his account on one of the platforms. And this was back, I think in January without notice was just gone. He did tell me and told the other group, like I have ways of being okay. Like this is obviously a a pretty business and life-changing moment for him. Now I won't go into why or anything like that, but um, he did save himself by doing exactly what you said. He has complete file and article backups in his own Google Drive. He has his own website. He has his own email list. Like he's good, and it's just a, a monumental bummer for him. But absolutely, I mean, in, in this digital age, there's a lot of us borrowing, you know, rich billionaires' platforms to do our work and. Um, we have to do everything that we can to make sure that our, it it takes me hours. It takes you hours to make this content. Like I don't want it to just vanish overnight. So a hundred percent. I would recommend doing that.
0: Awesome, John. Man, I'm really excited to start looking into Quora and Medium. Now, let's jump into the rapid-fire round. These are where the the questions are quick, but your answers don't have to be quick. I definitely want you to elaborate on them. So you've given us lots of great insights in the Medium and Quora. And I want you to know if there's anything else, any other words of advice that you would give us. It could be writing advice or anything like that in getting this process starting of going the route that you, is there anything else that we should know? 100%
1: 100% go to tribe loyal.com, check out everything I have to kind of further educate. There's so much, only so much bandwidth um, that we have in the limited amount of time we're talking. The other thing, just to stress it, I know you stress it in a lot of your episodes and we talked about it today, but if you're serious about going the side hustle route and ultimately quitting your J-O-B, I would 100% trick yourself put post-it notes like in your office put post-it notes on the flip down mirror in your car whatever that the side hustle is the main hustle and you will make more progress in six months than you would in three years treating it as like the hobby or the way to supplement some of your income i i, I almost guarantee that so that would be the biggest i think takeaway that i that's Give yeah.
0: Now, what is one bit of advice? It could be business, a life, or anything in general that you would go back and give your younger self before you've gotten to where you are now. You know, high school, college, or whatever. But some really advice that really good advice that you would say, "Hey, younger self, know this." Just this year, um, my girlfriend' her kind of
1: mantra or her resolution for the new year was courage over comfort. And there's been a lot of times I've been adopting that into my life this year. And so I would mix that when you have this sense of like I don't know and uncertainty, lean into that. And I'll compound that with another thing that I it was a gift. A, a very powerful gentleman I live in the Los Angeles area, a very powerful individual in the uh, media and entertainment gave me advice. Um, I was 28 at the time, and I was asking him like, "What advice would you give your 28 year old self?" And he said, Remember, no one's looking at you the way you think they're looking at you. Like you're nervous to post your first article live. Like you're nervous, but everyone else, there's, they're going to get on with their day. Like it's going to be a gift to the world, but they're worried about their own things. Like, I don't know if you had anxiety in your first podcast, but like once you press publish, it's like, oh, I'm still okay. You know, to lean into what feels uncertain And also understand that like only you're going to be able to show up for you. So just do it. No one else is
0: watching. Great advice. Okay. So what is one nonfiction book that you would recommend we could read? Business, life or whatever. So I'd say the most influential book I've ever read
1: was Think and Grow Rich. I'm sure you've had other guests probably talk about that. I'd say one that I'm reading right now, absolutely blowing my mind is The Bitcoin Standard, by safadian amus he's a lebanese economics professor and i mean bitcoin is obviously all the rage crypto and, and whatnot but this is really a book on history about identifying what is value and how do we exchange value what were the first kind of mediums of money it's blowing my mind i highly recommend it. If you want to understand what even money is in this weird world where we're injecting $6 trillion into the money system, it, it's an amazing read.
0: Man, you've given us so much great insights and so much great wisdom. I'm really looking forward to looking at Cora and Medium. So I know people are going to re- reach out to you. You mentioned TribalOil.com. So talk to us. Is there any way that we can reach out to you or how can we find you on the internet?
1: Absolutely. You can always um, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's a uh, focus of mine that I'm trying to grow. I've always been kind of reluctant because I always saw it as just Facebook, but for, and now I'm seeing different value out of it. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. Definitely hit me up on Medium and Quora. It's www.medium.com slash John Brosio. Um, you can't miss me. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Um, I won't give my email. You can you can find it on, on sites, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to help. That's my mission is to really find this like nugget of information that i found and, and give it away. So um, reach out to me on all kind of the traditional channels.
0: That's great, John. Hey, give us great insights. I really appreciate your time and appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders Membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their JOB by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses. Group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I wanna get you my free real estate investing course. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It'll be in the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. You can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Also, if you got anything out of the show, Share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya.